Good morning and welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM and 1450 AM WAOV and 97.3 FM in Washington broadcasting from the Yoakum Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat WAOV studio. Our first guest this morning is from the Knox County Commissioners is Trent Hankel. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Knox County. Well, you know what? It's a, it's a gorgeous day. And, but it's going to be probably 20 degrees warmer this time next week. So. Yeah. Well, it, it has been a little cooler the past few mornings, yeah. and I've welcomed that. Oh, well, yesterday could have bottled it. At 70 oh, degree yeah. temperature, yeah. I'll take it all year. Yeah. Except for December 24th, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot going on about what's going on with the commissioners. You guys, you have, you have a lot of things that are going on. I mean, they're, they're big, but there's just so many of them. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, I'll start with this, something we actually have finished but went on for a long time was the Elkhorn Road uh, project, and it's it's finished. I, that's the way I come in and out of town from my home every day and sometimes several times a day. And uh, since we put the four-way stop in, it's it's a much better intersection now. And uh, it's just, it's been a great project and really helped that area out. And now I understand, I haven't been out there, but on Highway 41, NDOT is putting the J-turn in at Elkhorn Road and 41. <clears throat> and so please watch out as you're in that area for the construction. And it's probably down to single lanes, I'm imagining, and that sort of thing. Don't know how long it'll last, but that'll be a huge improvement at that intersection as well. So looking forward to that being done. That's not our project, but it affects us in the county, the residents and the employees at the business park. and industrial park so uh, <clears throat> of course the jail project and community corrections that's ongoing we'll have a another meeting next week with the uh, architect and uh, the construction manager and hear about um, what's going on and you know what issues have come up that we need to discuss and that sort of thing um, I think well I'll go back the sheriff's had an open house uh, for the Sally part uh, Sally port and the uh, uh, intake and booking area and uh, that's really nice and they've already occupied that and now there's uh, been demolition going on where they were doing the book in um, and uh, that'll be remodeled so that's a new area that's taking place uh, out there that they're working on um, the jail looks like to be on schedule it should be done by the end of the year uh, community corrections had a little snafu so we're thinking probably January uh, is what we're kind of looking at right now that it might be finished so really close to being on on target with that one as well okay I'm going to go back to Elkhorn Road okay? sure okay, sure we'll go back now you've laid the groundwork time to get a little deeper Elkhorn Road uh, you said the project was done your your portion okay mm -hmm. the widening right I mean, if you if you've never if you if you used to ride or use that road and haven't been on it since they've widened it, you're going to be amazed. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, it's, to me, <clears throat> to me, Trent, it is a different road. Yeah, it's it's night and day different. Oh, my gosh. It's much wider. It's got shoulders. It's, you know, got the striping on it. Um, yeah, it's just night and day difference. It's it's a 
totally different road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. And I tell you, once I get the J turn, I mean, it's going to make it more safer across. I mean, right. it really is just a big upgrade. All oh, the way, yeah. All the way across. Yeah, absolutely. And, and been much needed for a long time. And, and we finally got our far, part finished. And now NDOT's uh, going to finish there. So, yeah. The other thing is, I really like how you worked with NDOT on this. I mean, you guys, I mean, it's just like it was part in job it was part you guys i mean so sometimes that relationship really pays off doesn't it oh absolutely i mean it's when you do a federal project it's federal dollars that, that are funneled through the state through NDOT. when you do that it it, it costs more overall but because 80 percent of it's being paid by the feds um it's it's worth it it just takes longer and all that sort of stuff but and we're going through the same thing on Highway Old Highway 41 North at Oaktown. Oh yeah, Bridge 382. That's uh, that's ongoing now, and um, luckily we got in a time period where NDOT had extra money and they picked some projects and said we're going to pay all the construction costs on it. So we had to pay the engineering and I think the utilities relocate, but. Uh, uh, but uh, NDOT is picking up the rest of that with those federal dollars, so we really appreciate that. Yeah. But that that's a long-term project as well. Right, right. But it's just these are great projects that mm-hmm. need to be done. And, and, it, and we really appreciate the state and NDOT working with the counties to do these projects that are really uh, beyond the scope of the county highway department. So, and, and these projects will last a while, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the jail itself. Uh, right now is, uh, you, you know, in the perfect world, like the sheriff and I said, perfect world, we wouldn't have to be expanding. Right. I mean, we wouldn't have to do go through all this. Right. But we don't live in a perfect world. Yeah, we're uh, in between Eden and heaven. You that's know, what, it's and, true. And unfortunately, evil abounds. Yeah. And it became necessary. We didn't want to end up in a lawsuit like happened, you know, a decade or yeah. so ago. Uh, where now, we, I say the 90s, whenever it was. I mean, right, it was right, right. Where we had to where the county had to build the, the jail out at its current location. But, yeah, we were looking at the numbers and the trends. We knew we had to act. So uh, it is what it is, but it's it's been a good project. I want to thank the architect, RQAW, and also Garmon Construction, our construction manager. Uh, without their help, this would be way over our head and consume way too much time of the commissioners. So they act on our behalf and uh, do things that we're not qualified or, or have the time to do, and, and it really makes our job pretty easy. Um, still takes some time, but it, it makes it much, much better. And it, it was so wise and so smart to include community corrections. Absolutely. I, I mean, that was just, you know, that made sense all over the board here. Right. I mean, I'm glad you guys did. The last thing you want to do is like, okay, we got the, the, the general. Now let's go back with the same process, try to get many community corrections. You just did it all at once. Right. And, and it was much needed. They were crowded as well and, and had a waiting list. And so they're going to have spare room, you know, when they move in for the time and, and uh, extra capacity. And, and hopefully that'll last for a while, but we'll see. Um, but to expand beyond that, um, that community corrections building is going to be empty. So we currently have a space needs uh, study that was done by our QAW to look at the needs of each county department that doesn't already have a permanent space. And, um, 
and uh, see what was needed for each department. So uh, we've come to the conclusion of that. We have a committee meeting, and and so we're going to meet again next week. They RQAW has presented us with four different options, and in a big picture scale of where to move county departments so that we can uh, have space for some departments that we've never had before, such as EMA mm-hmm. and the coroner's office. Um, and so we'll be neat meeting next week and, and uh, see where we go from there. So, Did you ever consider just renting it out? I mean, I know you want to take care of your people and stuff, but as a, as a revenue source, like, let's just rent it out. Uh, we could do that. Uh, never thought about it because we have so many space needs ourselves. Right, and then that's um, what I mean. You take take care of what you have, but right, right. And and our hope is is that you know maybe we can possibly get rid of one of the buildings that we currently have. Uh, it'll it'll be a small one because we can't get rid of a whole lot of space, but um, it's just going to be a whole lot better for so many more departments mm-hmm. uh, because they're going to have the extra room that they currently don't have but need. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's so neat to see how you guys are going through all this and what, what happens to this old building and what happens to uh, the day that you have a, a ribbon cutting that a ribbon cutting for community corrections in the jail. That's just, Absolutely. That, doesn't, that doesn't seem right yeah. on the surface, but it is. Now, we're going to schedule that for a day that it's not going to be real cold and snowy and windy or sleet or ice or anything. So I expect you to show up, you know. (laughs) Hey, if there's food, I'll show up. Well, we'll see what we can do, okay? Okay. Well, Trent, when do you expect to come on this show and say, we're done? It is running. And that quote, what is it that Kelly calls it, the campus? uh, Oh, the Justice Campus, the North ju- County Justice Campus. campus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is complete. When do you hope to tell me that? Well, uh, I'm hoping in late January, February, right. we'll have that kind of a day. Um, I don't know if Community Corrections is a, um, um, thinking about having an open house before they occupy the building, uh, but I think that would be nice. I went to the open house at the Sally Port, <clears throat> and there were quite a few people that showed up to go through it that day. We're nosy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And the county, uh, the taxpayers help fund it. So absolutely, if you want to come and see what it looks like, what your, what your hard-earned money went for, absolutely, please come and look at it. Yeah. So we're very proud of, of what it is and how it's going to serve for a long time. Sure, sure. Well, exciting stuff. Now, one more question before we get to the break. Sure. On community corrections, are you going to put new furniture in since it is a new building, or are you transferring over? There will be some new furniture. Uh, I believe some of the bunks they have in the current community corrections are fairly new and, you know, meet code, and and they're going to last for a while. So I I believe some of those will be moved over. Um, but that's that's up to Scott Brown and his crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll just have to wait and see uh, what's left when they move out. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. We're back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV. As from the Knox County Commission, Trent Hinkle, our guest this segment, has a lot of things going on. But you know, this time of year, you know I'm going to hit the big B word called budget because that's oh, right yeah. around the corner, man. Our favorite time of year. <laughs> but you know what? I, I find it, you know, years ago when I used to cover news, budget, oh God, I got to sit through these budget hearings. <laughs> oh, I doodle and I would sit there and I daydream because... But you know what? Now, on the other side, I kind of find it intriguing on the line items because there's always something new. 
And I am totally amazed how the commissioners, the county, and the city can do a line item budget with fuel. Oh, so, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. mean, I mean, that's got to be a quote part of my language, a crapshoot. I mean, it is just how do you how do you come up with that? Well, I mean, you just kind of have to look at where fuel prices are, and you know what your usage is, you know, because you can see your gallonage from last year and from this year and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's it's just and, – and, and the council knows that. And, you know, departments have had to go back. I think the highway department's already had to go back and ask for more, you know, and I know they did last year. Um, and um, – you, you just never know. Now, I will say that we are looking at uh, at the highway department at trying to contract for X number of months for a price, you know, and that helps take some of that sting out of it or the, the fluctuation, uh, especially if it would go up. And so we'll, we'll see how that ends up. But we're doing everything we can to mitigate it but there's in the end you just have to pay the price yeah now what are some of the items that you guys look at because you, you know you got that fine line between county and commissioners right who, who whose budget goes what for you know now for instance let's let's say a programs like a casa is, mm-hmm. is that your your budget or no it- no that's that's a separate budget a lot of that comes from a grant um, I don't remember what agency that comes from, but yeah, that that's their own budget, and okay. we don't have anything to do with that. Um, of course, all the uh, elected officials they have their own budget uh, for their office, and uh, we really don't have much to do with any of those things. Now, when it comes to payroll, uh, or rather insurance, health insurance, the commissioners pay all the health insurance, so we do kind of cross lines a little bit between us and and some of the department well in that case all the departments um but uh and then the liability insurance the the insurance we have on all the buildings and the vehicles commissioners take care of all that we also take care of all the uh, software maintenance and um, repair fees and software agreements you know that sort of thing uh, that comes mainly out of our budget what about what about upkeep at the courthouse upkeep at the courthouse is under the purview of the commissioners we uh, we hire uh, appoint the uh, head of maintenance and uh, and so they, there's a budget for that there's a budget for their vehicles and also their fuel for their vehicles and so we've been very fortunate to have Rick Carroll. Some people know him as Terry Carroll mm-hmm. in that uh, position for many years. And he does a really good job of keeping a tight rein on that budget. And at the end of the year, he's, he's always got some money left. Uh, he does a really good job. That's that. an old courthouse. So. And it's just, it keeps going. Hey, speaking of that, uh, one of the projects we're doing through ARPA is that, um, the uh, air handlers needed to be replaced in the ceilings in each uh, uh, office and room of the of the courthouse, and so uh, we budgeted that. And that work is ongoing, and the nature of it, I mean, it's up in the ceiling and it disrupts the entire room. And typically, there's several people working in a room, and you got to move desk and all that. So some offices have are having to close for a day while that is being done in their office so the auditor's office will be closed this friday because that's going to take place in their office 
And so everything should go smoothly. They'll be back open Monday. But just for public information, that office, the auditor's office, will be closed this Friday. Um, but once this project is, is, I think they're halfway done. We just paid the claim last night for half of the work. And then they'll finish up the other remaining parts. And then we'll be in much better shape that way for several decades, hopefully. So always something to do. Yeah. Okay. Um what about as far as uh, bridge projects for the next year? Do you already have a list of bridges that you're targeting? I do not. Uh, we leave that up to our highway superintendent engineer, which, by the way, we have a new one, Matt Holden. Uh, he came to us from the Gibson County Highway Department and uh, actually worked at um, the uh, Sunrise Mine up at Oaktown for several years. And he's a professional engineer, and he's hit the ground running. I've had several meetings with him and about different things and, and meetings with other people. Um, and uh, Phil, he's going to do a good job. Big shoes to fill with Benji leaving. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt is very capable, and, and he's going to do a great job. We have a lot of confidence in him. So uh, I, that's up to him what bridges uh, he wants to do. And, of course, he's got input from his uh, road foreman, district foreman, and also the guys on the crews and the bridge crew, uh, they have a foreman. So he'll be leaning on them because he's not familiar with all the roads in Knox County, although he was familiar with a lot of North Knox Road having work at the mine. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for the bridges, that'll be up to the highway department okay. and, and the paving as well. Okay. What do you think uh, when you look at, um, you know, we're halfway through the year, in the fall, what, what are you looking at as a commissioner? What are some of the things maybe you're looking at? Well, of course, the budget hearings next month. I mean, we've already turned in our uh, request, Mm -hmm. but we'll meet with the uh, uh, council next month at the middle of the month, second week. I forget what. It's the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, something like that of September. And uh, so they'll they'll meet, but they don't actually – usually decide a whole lot for another month and then they'll finalize everything so uh we'll kind of be not on pins and needles but curious uh as to what their final outcome is going to be um so i'm i'm curious to see about the meeting next month that i mentioned in the first segment about the uh, space needs study Mm -hmm. committee because uh we're really going to be at the point where you know, we're going to, as a committee, say, well, this is like, this is the project scope that we think would be a good direction for the county. And so that'll have to go before both the commissioners and the council and uh, to seek approval to, to move further as far as contracting to, you know, get schematics and drawings done and start putting fine detail to this big picture look that we have mm-hmm. right now. So that's coming up and is much needed. Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, I met with a group a couple weeks ago, Matt Matt Holden and I, highway engineer, uh, and we have a budget this year for dealing with invasive species that are on county property or rights-of-way. And so we're formulating a plan on how to utilize that money, and it's Mm -hmm. actually looks like it's going to be a multi-agency approach, soil and water's in there. Um, The... um, Oh, shoot. Uh, Invasive Species Board, of course, Mm -hmm. and the commissioners and and the highways. So it looks like it's going to be a multi-agency effort. 
and uh, everybody has, brings strengths to that. And so I'm looking forward to that plan developing and then uh, spending some of that money this year and, and hopefully the council will appropriate more next year so we can uh, really take a stab. The highway engineer, Matt Holden, actually had experience with this in Gibson County as uh, the highway engineer there. And, um, and uh, they hired a contractor to come in and spray half of the county uh, one year and then the other half the next year to help help the invasive species. So that's something I, I'm really keying in on, not only this year, but next year as well. Okay. One of the things i got to ask you, and this happened a few years ago, and I'm just curious, and we've never really brought it up. There was a major change at the courthouse on your entrance policy coming in <clears> off, <throat> you know, off 7th Street. Sure. I mean, uh, do you think people now are, have adjusted to that well, and it's just they, they get, or are we still seeing people coming in the other end or uh i haven't really heard of that much and we don't have an office there so i don't you know i'm not there to see it but i'm sure there's still some people coming yeah, to I was the just curious 8th about street that. entrance but i think the vast majority of people are are used to coming in the front now uh there's signage you know directing them that way mm-hmm. but um yeah it doesn't if it's an issue, it's not big enough that I've heard. Okay, I was about. just curious about that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I know we talked with a few of the uh, council about the youth village. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, about pot, uh, do we think we'll ever sell that? I I don't know. That's I mean, that's a private entity, and a five hundred one c three, and um, and yeah, I don't I don't know <clears throat> don't know what's happening. Okay, there right now. commissioners have nothing to do with that then. No, uh-uh. now I mean we. It comes out of our budget right. to pay for the juvenile detention, which some of it does happen there. Um, and probation had to come back and ask for more money for that because there's one juvenile that's being held on adult charges and and has to be separated from the others. So it cost a whole lot more money per day to do that. And so they had to come and ask the council for money, which was appropriated. Um, and hopefully... A, a, a remedy for that can be fixed because if it's not, it's going to be several years of paying for that individual. Um, so hopefully that remedy can take place quickly. But as far as the youth village itself, I really don't have any idea. We've, we're trying to get a contract um, for a year um, that, you know, we could would guarantee us that we could still place juveniles there. Uh, the lawyers are working that but you guys you know. don't want to run it i mean you don't want to you guys you guys don't want to deal with this. no 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 county just says not nah, this is not what we want to no it's i mean county government's large enough as it is right and and that is such a different animal from the adult jail population and from community corrections that it's very specialized okay. so yeah, not looking to do that. All right. Well, appreciate you coming in today. Uh, good luck for the budget hearings, and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you. Take care, Ed. Have a good day. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington, broadcasting from the Oakham Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, WAOV Studio. Allie McRae, our guest from Good Samaritan Hospital. Good morning. Hey, how are you, Ed? I'm doing just fine. Good to hear you again. And uh, so what is our topic today? 
We are going to talk about the, the hospital auxiliary gift shop and volunteer services today. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Where do you want to start? Let's start with um, volunteer services. So we are currently looking for, um, we're always searching for volunteers, um, anyone that, you know, is looking for a hobby or wanting to donate some of their time. Um, so we're always looking for active um, volunteers, but also right now we do have some specific openings in the gift shop and then also in our infusion center. Now, the gift shop volunteers, you know, they would run the register. They would help us, um, you know, straighten, restock, help do gift bags. Um, so there is a lot to do. If they don't want to run the register, that's okay. We have lots of things that they can do in the gift shop if they're wanting to um, volunteer and be around people. But then also in the infusion center, now that's at our cancer pavilion, um, we have a couple of specific openings Monday from 1 to 4 and Wednesday from 1 to 4. We are really needing some volunteers that um, don't mind getting steps in and these volunteers, they run the lab down from the infusion center to the lab for the nurses um, and they would get the patient snacks if they need it, warm blankets, um, just really more of a companionship in that area. So um, we are always looking, but those are a couple of specific needs that we have. And then also in our music department, so if anybody would play an instrument or sing or um, anything like that, we also have a couple of different areas where we have volunteers go in and play music for our patients. Okay. That's, um, you know, we had talked about that before, about uh, the music therapy type stuff, and it's just... Uh, it just seems like it, it's heartwarming, isn't it? It's just, it, there's just, it's, it's something good. Yes, and they really, you know, not only our patients, our staff really appreciates that as well. Okay, all right. All right, what else? So, um, as you know, we also have our gift shop. Uh, our hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 4, and um, we have switched to fall, Ed. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yes, we have switched to fall. Now, we do have some fundraisers coming up with the auxiliary. Um, we have a fundraising team now, so community members are welcome to join that fundraising team if they would be interested. And you know, just as a reminder, through the gift shop and our fundraising, that's how we make money for the hospital um, to support patient care. So. All of the money that we do make through this fundraising or gift shop goes back as a donation to the hospital for patient care. So that's really neat. So when you're supporting us, you are actually um, supporting our patients. So a couple of big fundraisers that we have coming up that we've never really done this type of fundraising before is our murder mystery party on September 9th at 7 p.m. at the Hetty Center at Good Samaritan Hospital. That registration link is live, and it is on our Facebook page, Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services. Again, that Facebook page is Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services. So um, essentially at this murder mystery party, when someone registers, 
they actually get a character. So it's interactive. They're part of the night. And then um, it'll last about two hours, but you actually actively solve who the, quote, murderer is at that party. So a really fun time. And, again, those proceeds go back to supporting patient care at Good Samaritan Hospital. So that's one thing that we have going on. We also have on Wednesday, September 13th and 14th, we have two fundraisers going on, one in the Hetty Center, which is Gracie Jane's Boutique. That is more of women's style and kids' style boutique clothing. So we have that going on from 7 to 4, the 13th and 14th. And then also the 13th and 14th, we're having a vendor fair at the MCV parking lot. So over on First Street, um, you know, the MCV building, there's a place that will be marked out for a vendor fair where craft vendors come. Um, we have some independent sales vendors come, and we can invite the public to that as well. And, again, all of these funds go back to supporting patient care at Good Samaritan. Okay. And in October, Ed, it's a really busy time for us <laughs> because we've got on October 7th, this is the first time we've ever done this, and we're so excited about it. We are partnering with the Vincent's Animal Shelter on Saturday, October 7th in the park and having a pet costume party at Greg Park. <laughs> so, love it, love it. It's good. Yes. So people can actually register their pet, and again, the registration um that actually has not been posted yet. We're finalizing our flyer for that. So more info to come soon on our Facebook page for that, which is Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services Facebook page. Um, so that link to registration will be going and getting posted soon. But they essentially will register their pet. They can register cats or dogs and dress them up in a costume and the community can come and then vote for which pet they think should win the costume contest. Um, we are doing that in Greg Park, in the um, the shelter near the railroad track. Uh huh. It's the open shelter. Right. So it'll be covered. It'll be rain or shine. The event will be going on from ten to three. However, the pets will be there from 10 to 10.30, and then the winner's announced at 1. So we would love to invite the community out for that as well to come and shop with our vendors that are going to be there that day. We're going to have a DJ, face painting, um, and, again, the community members would vote to say who they think that the pet should win. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And the proceeds for that will be split between our auxiliary and the Vincent's Animal Shelter. We'll also have T-shirts. So uh, we're really excited. You know, even if you can't make it but you want a T-shirt, just let us know because that supports us as well. Now, I'm going to go back and talk. You know, you, you mentioned a lot of different things. You know, we always think of a hospital gift shop as just stop by and get a gift for somebody in the hospital. I mean, that's... You know, for years and years, that's what you did. You've expanded outside the campus, haven't you? Well, honestly, Ed, COVID really changed things, uh, not only for us, but all hospital gift shops. When people weren't allowed to come in, you know, it really changed a lot of things. And, um, 
you know, my predecessor did a really good job before I even came of getting the word out about our gift shop. But we, yes, we have people come in, Ed, just to shop. And, you know, again, I just want to really stress that those proceeds go back to patient care. So when they are doing that, they're, they are supporting a great cause. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, uh, it's different these days. You're right. Um, also, let's, let's face it, Allie. Gift shops today are not what they were 10 years ago at a hospital. No, no, they're not. And we, um, you know, I really don't know of a lot of gift stores that are around anymore. So people use us for a one-stop shop, basically, which is amazing because, you know, like I said, it's supporting a great cause. You know, when Hallmark, when, closed, Hallmark closed, then people didn't have anywhere to go after that, did they? No, so we, uh, you know, we carry Willow Tree, which is a nice gift for any occasion. Uh, we really have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Have you ever thought about putting your stuff online? We do have a Facebook page. So oh. we have our American Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services Facebook page. What's that? We what is that? What's the address on that? I'm sorry. Um, so it would be facebook.com backslash Good Samaritan Auxiliary 2. Okay. And if they just wanted to search Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services, they can go online. Um, and we post our new product there. We post fundraising events there. We post about our volunteers on there. Um, so it's really, that's how we truly get the word out on some of these things. Okay, um, so a lot of great dates coming up, but let's talk about day in and day out. What can we expect at the store? Right now we've got fall in there, um, so fall and Halloween, and, you know, some of a lot of that's decor items, but they make great gifts for our patients as well. Um, so we have that, and then we have the willow tree. Uh, really, I mean, we have spa items that are nice also for patients. Um, also, just, uh, you know, if you need a gift to tell somebody you're thinking about them, we've got balloons, candy, literally probably anything you could imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it's it's really refreshing to have this. You know, and I can I can imagine some of the gifts that you are taking up to, the, to somebody at the hospital. Pretty, you know, pretty fun. Also, you, you do uh, deliver in the hospital then if I placed an order? Yes. If you, you can place an order online. I'm sorry, not online. You can place an order by phone. You, can, you actually can message us on Facebook. We're pretty responsive to that. But um, usually what people do is they'll call the gift shop, and that's 812-885-3368. And they'll place a phone order, and then we'll take that up just as soon as we can. Most of the time, we get it delivered within the hour. So um, that's an option. Or, of course, they can just walk in and purchase whatever they want, and then we can take it up there for them. Okay, great, great. I have a couple more minutes. Anything else you want to talk about? I just want to take the time to thank the community for supporting us and as I mentioned, you know, when you do, it is supporting a great cause. So thank you to everyone. Okay. If anybody has any questions, who they contact? They can call um, 
Um, if they have specific gift shop questions, Ed, they'll want to call the gift shop at 812-885-3368. If they have specific questions regarding the fundraisers or volunteering, they can call 812-885-3121. Now, if they want to go ahead, they know they want to volunteer and they want to go ahead and fill out an application, they can do that on our Good Samaritan website at gshvin.org about us and then volunteers. There is an electronic application there. If they don't want to fill out an electronic application, that's no problem. They can come into the gift shop and grab an application and do a paper one. Okay, uh, back to volunteers. How old do you have to be? 14 and up. Okay, 14 and up. And I guess some of it requires certain ages to work at, I guess. Uh, no, not necessarily. As long as they're over 14, um, it's okay. Now, I will say we work very closely with the individual to find something that's going to fit for them. So, for example, the gift shop. If they want to work in the gift shop around people but they don't want to do the cash register, that's no problem. We work that out with them. So we really try to work out what's best for the individual. Okay, great, great. Allie, always a pleasure talking to you. Wow, things happening at the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for having us, Ed. All right, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. Stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV.